Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast, where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality, how you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives, and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest, and sexiest version of yourself. All right, so welcome back to another episode of my podcast. My name is Hayley Quinn, and I'm here to disrupt your ideas around love, sex, dating, and relationships relationships. Now, this podcast is so awesome and I'm so excited to have this guest on today. I'm using it for both the men and the women's version. So usually I'm like, hey girls or hey guys, but today everyone's getting lumped with the same thing. Okay? Hey people. Hey people. So we're up to the people and joined, you hear those dulcet tones. That is Ralph Sutton, host of the SDR show and many other wonderful things. Thank you for having me, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now see, here's where I get a bunch of comments saying, Ralph and Haley had sex. No, we didn't. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Ralph, get well. Yes, that was. You said that was because I, I actually appeared on Ralph's show last night with my uh, my friend Genevieve, and he said you, you said at the time that your goal was both of us in your bed. By well, the and and your friend what was her name Martina. She's Martina. so cute. My God. Oh my gosh, yeah, Martina's done on my podcast as well. Oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, she is very. She pretty. made me nervous. Really? No, girls don't make me nervous. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's one of the big problems that guys get too nervous around people. I think people get too nervous yeah. or feel really uncomfortable saying what they want now. The SDR show for the uninitiated, I really would recommend you check it out. It is outrageous. I feel like, oh my God, I need more stuff on this podcast. It stands for sex, drugs, and rock and roll, all of which are represented within the podcast. Very, very uh, truthfully as well. Like, uh, abundantly. Abundantly. I'm hungover today. I'd like to say it's a Tuesday morning and it like Ralph goes in, it's always taped on a Monday night and it yeah. goes out every Monday. And honestly, Tuesday morning, like 
I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've had a really, really heavy Saturday night. I'm yeah. barely stringing sentences together now for the podcast. Your fault. Yeah, and I've been up at 6 a.m. and already went to the gym. What? So, And I'm almost double your age. So that tells you a big difference between the two of us. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, I'm one of these... For any of you, if you ever meet me, I'm a complete lightweight. I'm like two drinks and I'm like down and out. I'm one of those well, I'll make people. a mental note for that when I do finally try and have sex with you. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> lovely. So... <laughs> What I liked about the sex, drugs and rock and roll, this is my favourite bit of the whole show, and I might like just semi-steal it now, is at the end of it, you ask the same things. You ask for first-time experiences Mm -hmm. with sex, drugs and a concert, right? Right. Sex, drugs and rock and roll. And I thought that was so amazing because a lot of the time people don't even begin to talk openly about their first kind of bridging into adulthood Mm -hmm. experiences. What made you decide to develop the show kind of around that theme? And can you tell people a bit more about your background? Sure. Even I don't know that much. Okay, so I still start with my background. I have a very weird background. Uh, I started out, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I was a break dancer in a breakdancing movie, which is hard to believe looking what? at me right now. What? A movie and called Crush Groove, which is and hilarious. And you're Jewish and know a lot about bagels. I'm Jewish and know a lot about bagels. That's true. And um, then I made a weird transition into computers and computer hacking. And I was wanted by the FBI at 16, what? which is crazy. Uh, and then I started getting into uh, running rock clubs. I did that for a long time as a promoter for nightclubs and rock clubs. And then became a strip club DJ for a long time. Ran a French restaurant for five years. <clears throat> doing, I mean, look, I'm old, so I have a lot of experience, a lot of life experience. <laughs> and then uh, I've been doing radio for 10 years, where I have a nationally syndicated rock radio show. It's on about 50 stations from Maine to Hawaii called The Tour Bus. And that's been on the air about 10 years. Predominantly 80s rock, but new rock as well. And host a lot of rock concerts and festivals like the Ship Rock Cruise, the Motorhead Cruise. I'm going to M3, which is a Maryland rock festival at the end of the month for about 25,000 people that I'm hosting. And... The SDR show started with me hosting a couple of rock events, and I met the comedian Big J Okerson, who pitched the idea of us doing a show together as a podcast. And I thought podcasting is for people that can't do radio, and I'm already in radio, so why are you bothering me? But started reading about how much podcasts are becoming important, right. and people listen, and blah, blah, blah. So I pitched the idea of SDR, because it was going to be a morning show that I was going to do years ago. So I already had the URL, the imaging, the graphic, mm-hmm. and we just started it, and that, that's how it started. And then the first thing came, on our first episode, I said, let's tell our story, just Jay and I, our first, this is the first episode, let's tell our first sex, drugs, and rock and roll experience. And then Jay said at the end, we should ask the guest every week that, because it's so interesting, and that's how it came about. That's the long-winded answer. That, that, that's not long-winded. I'm like, French restaurant, computer hacking. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's lot like, of weird things. Yeah, you know what? I've done a lot of weird careers as well, I have to say. I've been everything from, I think, antique dealer. That really? Was, yeah, that was one of the more weird ones. Dishwasher, fitness model, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. You're in your 20s. How back in the day could it be? Wow, you know, you've, you've stacked a lot into that period of time. <laughs> so, I, you know, and also I had some run-ins with the rock music industry in the UK. Like, mm-hmm. I have to say... I remember, and I put this down as a formative experience. I was in college. I was 17 years old and I did, I was doing English literature class and my English literature class looked out on this like walkway and it was the walkway that led down to the music department. Mm-hmm. So I used to see all the music guys going, and that was like, I think there was some imprinting or something happened That's there. That's how you picked out the men you were going to date to see which ones were walking down there. Yeah, but yeah, literally pink <laughs> shoelaces boy was like, a, was like a, a real thing. And since then I had this, I've had this, honestly, I was like, I've gotten over it. I'm out of it. I'm not interested anymore. But I've gone through this period of time where I've just, I solely dated musicians. The bad boy aspect, that turned you on? You know what? One, the first one, 
And this was actually, I think, uh, you know, this was actually my true first concert experience. Uh, he was a kind of relatively minor drum and bass and electro DJ, but I was really mm. into that niche music at the time. When I was like 18 years old, I, my then boyfriend took him to this DJ set. I pushed my way to the front of the crowd, uh, jumped around, and he hid his phone number on a credit card, and I put it into my bra. And then we begun this love affair that went on, and I ended up dating like my favorite DJ um, for five years. But I have to say, for a DJ, he was the most straight-laced person I've ever met. You know, like would not uh, would not break a sp- would not speed. Uh, would never ever consider doing drugs. Was early to bed every night. So uh, yeah. How yeah. old was he? He was. I think I dated him from when he was twenty-eight to thirty-two. Okay, and you were eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. I know. Hope for me yet. He liked Pro- the older guys. <laughs> Provocative to the last. <laughs> and then I springboarded off of that. Then I end up dating someone uh, who is uh, status quo, status quo, not a member of status quo. That'd be too old. But one of their sons. And then my last guy was in the rock music industry. So basically, I've had to You have a love affair for musicians is what you're saying. Yeah. You know what? It's a habit of a lifetime that I've gone about. That's why I literally had to do... I think it was a key component of six months celibacy. I was like, like, no more musicians. I was like, you know what? If he's got long hair, if he plays a guitar, I don't want to bloody know. Oh, all right. Well, that just ruled (laughs) me out, I guess. (laughs) So... When we're talking about, I kind of wanted to fish around and get a bit more of that, that experiences because I guess you talk really openly about, you know, sex and dating and relationships mm-hmm. and your love life. And obviously, what do you call it? Is it Dick Tales? Dick Tales. Dick- Dun- the theme is to Duck Tales, which I don't know if you are. Uh, was that? No, in- I, rem- I remember okay. Duck Tales. We changed the theme, but we, you know, it's the same theme, but we changed it to Dick Tales where we tell uh, anything that happened that since the last episode, if either of us, Jay has a bisexual girlfriend and they bring girls home, so they'll tell those stories. I'm single, so if I happen to have anything happen, I will tell those stories. Some weeks it doesn't happen, so some weeks there, there isn't a Dick Tale if neither one of us have one to tell. Okay, that's good. When you were there last night, we both happened to have one. So it kind of was like a little bit more of an initiation for right. you. Right. So, yeah. So with your your love life, that's <laughs> you speak really openly about it. And I have to say, uh, and I will say this again, with Ralph, when I first heard about Ralph, and, you know, he came from our, our lovely shared publicist, a lady called Lainey, uh, she described him to me and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this guy because I hear the word on the street was he only dates bisexual women. And that, you know, that makes me think, uh oh, he's selecting women on grounds of whether they'll let him have sex with other women. And that immediately got my back up and I was like, I'm going to freaking hate this dude. Uh, then we had a couple of radio shows what we did together and we pretty much unilaterally disagreed on everything. A lot of things. And yeah. everything. But you know what? I said, I'm, I'm warming up to you. I know, I think you're actually pretty all right thank you i think you're pretty all right yourself young lady you know and you know i have to say what i like about ralph is he is he is what he is you know and i have to say those are the kind of people i always gel with the best and i also think uh whether you're a woman and you're looking out there at least if someone is straight up and honest you freaking know where you stand right i know i used to one of my friends who i actually decided i couldn't be friends with anymore because he was too shady he never did any drugs of any kind, never drank or anything like that, so screw him. No, I'm kidding. He would keep um, cocaine, weed, alcohol, ecstasy in his apartment because if a girl wanted it, for that night he pretended, oh yeah, I'll do co-. He, he would do it what? just so he could get in the girl's pants. Oh, man. And also he would be the kind to tell every girl, like he'd write them poetry, but it'd be the same poetry and just <laughs> change, change the, the name. name. You know? And... <laughs> I was like, dude, it's it's so immoral and disgusting. Just to do whatever you have to do to get a girl into bed is not me. I'm very honest. I will 
answer, I very often will say to a girl, don't ask, and I say this in live, don't ask a question that you don't want to hear the potential answer to. Like, have you been sleeping with anyone else? Is usually a bad question to ask, unless you're in a relationship. If you're just started casually dating, you don't want to know the answer to that question. You just want to know the answer if the answer is no. Right. So or you, I w- here's what I would do. So if you're a woman listening to this, here's what I would say. Instead of asking the guy about this, I would say get in touch with what your own parameters are and when you expect things like sex, commitment, monogamy, all that stuff. Get it in your own and then communicate that. Yeah, have that discussion. Don't don't get mad at a guy for sleeping with someone else if you've never had that conversation that right, we're going to okay, be exclusive. And, and I know that the women that listen to this are beginning, you know, and I have to say, you know what it's like. It's so annoying. You're there and you've you've had an intimate connection with a guy. Maybe you've kind of allowed yourself to think that he's committed to you because you, you really are attached to him and you like him. You never have the talk because it feels awkward to bring it up. And then at some point it comes up and you feel heartbroken that he's been with other people. And then he gets to hold his hands in the air and say, well, we never spoke about it. And the thing is, as much as it, you know, we want to blame the guy and be like, how could he? We have to take personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is cool. So you know what? If that's really important to you, and right now it's like, it's important to me, get it out there and right. don't be afraid of whatever your particular preference is. And if he's not interested in being uh, exclusive with you, then he's not the right guy for you. Right. I mean, that's just it. It's just so simple. It just we, <laughs> we, we build these things up to be far more complicated than they need to be. In fact, I mean, it's an embarrassing story, but whatever. There was a girl that was uh, sleeping here uh, slept over maybe a week ago, and then she came over two days ago, two days after. Right? right, but there was a night in maybe three days after uh, the night in between. I went on another date with a girl who slept over also. Okay, so you follow that. Mm-hmm. The girl in between had forgotten, didn't have a toothbrush, so she used. I have extra toothbrushes in the in the bathroom, so it was hanging on the toothbrush holder. So when the girl came back, it was very obvious that someone else had been there. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And she actually, which I give her credit, she joked about it. She's like, ah, mm-hmm. obviously someone else was here, huh? I said, yeah, it must yeah. Be a Tuesday night yeah exactly. Yeah. So she actually gave her credit. She didn't get mad. She's like, yeah, I guess you know we're, we're dating other people. Who am I to judge? And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and that was the end of it because we've had a very open discussion about that. We are just keeping it light, right? So neither one of us felt awkward. It was just a funny thing that happened, and we moved on. And I saw her again a week later. So she's not angry about it. Like she said, acted like it was fine, and then. Said yeah, and here's the problem: is if you hold in what your boundaries are, and then you get disappointed, it's your own fault. You're gonna, yeah, but you're gonna feel really emotionally agitated about that, and then the whole that that's when the whole thing is gonna crash and burn. In fact, you want to relatively objectively, this is my opinion anyway, be able to stay relatively early on what your parameters are around things. And it could be as simple as saying, you know, it's like, look, you know, of course, if I like someone, I want to build a, you know, build a proper relationship with them. That's kind of what I'm interested in. Or if I'm investing my time in someone, I just want to be with them. Or you know what? I'm kind of feeling quite free at the moment. I'm really enjoying exploring. All of those sentences are fine. And the key component here is you say, I. It's not, what do you want? What are you looking for? Are you sleeping with other people? Because the ball is in the wrong park then. Yeah, and there's no right or wrong answer to what you want, but you just need to find someone that agrees with that in any any aspect of your life. And I really like, can I say, I really like what you said about if he doesn't want the committed thing and that's what you want, imagining this is women, um, then he's not the right guy for you. And how many times, if I had a pound or a dollar for every time I'd heard Thanks someone, for Americanizing it there. Yeah, that, my pleasure. Uh, every time I'd heard someone say, he's the perfect guy 
but he just won't commit. Then I'm like, you know what? His level of emotional commitment, and if he, if someone wants the same relationship model as you, whether it's commitment or not, or any of the grey areas in between, that is one of like the most important components that you need to have in common. So if you do not have that in common, he's definitely not the perfect guy for you. That's like a, that's like a big mismatch. And then it's the grace is to let it go if that's there's going to be a real clash. There's a very famous quote. I forgot who said it, but it's such a. Uh an accurate statement. Everything before the but is meaningless. So he's great. He's amazing. He's awesome. But, and then the truth comes out. He doesn't want a commitment. He whatever. So it's really get rid of that first part of the statement and just go with what comes after the but. Right. I like that and take ownership of it. Yeah, exactly. And so if we're going to flip this around and because we spoke a little bit, I think that's a bit of advice for women there about laying your cards on the table. And you know what is cool? You can literally say, you know what? It's just, I'm, you know, I want to bring this up because I have to be honest, like, if I'm if I'm with someone and I've, I'm with I find them with somebody else, that would really hurt me, and I just don't want to even open up that can of worms right. or get into that kind of discussion or argument, you know. And then you know what? You can be clear, objective, cut and dry. And then the knack, the real knack, is letting it go if it doesn't work out, and not being too attached to a particular outcome with a particular person, right. you know. And, and I think, like uh, I was going to say, sorry, I thought I heard something. Uh, that there is no sometimes you just would have this is a hard lesson for me to learn. I really didn't really embrace it till I was about thirty five, which is you're not gonna always get closure. You're not gonna always right. get the answer you want. Sometimes you just have to say, Okay, and move on. Yeah, my first phrase on closure is it's a one way process, not a two way process. Right. <laughs> like exactly. it's like if you're literally if you're waiting for the other person to like you you know, and it's always the way, isn't it, when a relationship ends, you're like, Maybe if I write them that letter or maybe we have that one discussion, maybe they'll finally see my perspective and you know what the inhabiting their own mind and their own body they're never going to be fully on board with your worldview. that's just how it is yeah. they're never going to probably come around and go you know what you are completely right and you're probably never going to get the feeling that everything is resolved and you've been fully understood closure happens on your side it's when you go you know what done yeah. end fin you know and that's it book chapter close and you know what i think the nature of human relationships is they are like especially a really really you know big or significant or emotionally important one you never get really like a neat tie up at the end. No. You only get your own ability to detach. Yeah, you have it. to be able to move on. And that's the key, I think, to happiness in so many ways. <laughs> right. Is just to be able to say, all right, well, I'm going to move on now. And that makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I think letting it go. And also, I think for the women out there, another you know, to incentivize you more. Or a guy, you know, if you've got a woman that's messing you around and isn't giving you what you want and need and your needs aren't being fulfilled... Your time is your most valuable asset, right? Like, that's definitely finite for us all. You know, human nature, human condition, blah, blah, blah. Um, what we can do is if you recognize that that is your most valuable thing to spend, if you then save time by letting go of a bad situation or doing the breakup or w- recognizing the right time to walk away or let it go, not in a plate smashing, close out the window way, preferably. Hopefully in a like a, you know what, this just isn't for me, let it go. If you could do that, you don't get bogged down in things that aren't serving you for you know epic amounts of time yeah i drive uh i've driven rather women crazy in my life because i don't get angry and crazy when something is not working out i'd be like okay uh this is not for me i'm sorry and walk away and there was a girl once that was calling me constant like i just realized this she was too crazy i don't want to be in this relationship because she was too i don't hate to use stereotypes but like your stereotypical hot-blooded latin woman who would just flip off the handle for no reason and i just it was funny in the beginning but then i was like all right i can't do this and she would call me and screaming and yelling like you motherfucker and i'd be like hmm i hear your points (laughs) 
and I just don't think this I, is for me. I, I, can I say I've got a really good? Uh, it's a. Re- I, I learned this from one of my friends actually, who's in business, and this mm-hmm. is how you're you're supposed to talk to people if you're like communicating your feelings in mm-hmm. a non-angry way. You're meant to say, "I observe." So instead of saying, "You didn't call me," you say, "I observe." That, uh, that you did not return my calls. Right. It's like an objective statement rather than you didn't return my calls. Like, Are you with somebody else? Blah, 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 blah. Then you're saying, uh, I feel. So you'd say, you know, I feel hurt. Yeah, it's always put it on yourself. Right, by, exactly. By, by, by that. Uh, uh, I, you know, I need to feel like I'm able to contact the person I'm dating and for them to respond to me. I request that next time I do this, if you could just, even if you're unavailable, if you could just let me know. And that's what you're supposed to do. You literally go, I observe, which is it's rubbish. No argument will ever go down like this. Yeah. But as an idealistic thing, to be able to first of all say I, so you take full Always ownership. say I, that's like a Socrates thing. Always yeah. put it on you, you know? Yeah, I think, you know what? Because I think this is one of my big, bones that I have to pick with dating especially girl date female dating advice a lot of the time it actually disempowers women by shifting responsibility elsewhere like oh you just picked a bad guy right you know oh he was a bad guy or you haven't you haven't met the one yet and I'm like hang on a second I'm sure you're contributing some way to this interaction. And if you honestly think that you've just met a load of really rubbish men and they've really screwed yeah, you take over, ownership at one point. If you've met 12 shitty guys in a row, maybe it's not just them. Right. And you know what? That's actually good because you, then you remove the luck element. It's not like you're unlucky in love. Like, what a rubbish statement. Instead, if you go, actually, I probably made some really bad decisions there and there were warning signs and boundaries that didn't get in place, then guess what? You have the power to change it. Fantastic. Right. So responsibility, I think, for all aspects of dating is Good. One Positive. of the things I used to do to girls is I would text uh, I would text them after they didn't respond to me. If I texted and they didn't respond, I would text you know, I texted you three times. Did you get my messages? And they text back, oh, I only got one. I said, Well, you still didn't respond. Like even though I only sent one, you know, it was like calling them out on that because they, they immediately was, Oh no, I only got one text. I said, Right, and you didn't respond to that. I only sent one. And just a way of flipping it so it makes them realize yeah you're being uh, you know disingenuous right I like that because I actually would advise my guys that actually if you if you get a message or a call that's ignored don't just go back and just let that go and let that slide because immediately you lose respect then in the interaction you teach people how to teach how to treat you yeah right and if you you know what if the respect is gone that relationship is in the bin anyway because she's she's never going to be that attracted to you so I bet I bet some of those women turned around and were more attracted to you yeah I've actually written articles for a website called uh, Social Underground I would love to send them to you you probably hate me so even more if it's possible but about the way to interact with women and the way to take ownership of and you know, I don't want to say control but like control of your own self and, right. and, and how you interact is is so important in life I think and not just in relationships but in business in, in interactions with friends like the, the simplest thing of if someone's always showing up late to a dinner party like let's say you're getting three or four friends together and you always know that Johnny shows up 30 minutes late so you've tried tricks like telling him it's at 730 right. when it's at 8 so eventually you need to make a decision. Do I like Johnny enough that I don't care that he shows up late all the time and just accept him for who he is? Or is it so annoying that I have to move on? But the thing you can't do is just keep bitching about it. Right. Because you're allowing that person in your life. So it's one or the other. Right. And here's what I would say. I always distrust or think it's a good move to stay away from. I, I think this is not, these are not my words, but it was uh, somebody else s- said them. It's like a bitch born or bitch bred. Somebody who is unable to be really upfront or unable to be upfront about what they want and instead they snark around behind people's backs you know like that guy that you mentioned earlier yeah. who just you know those are the, those are the you people know- 
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, you are Jonathan, by the way. <laughs> These are the people, genuinely, male and female, to the men and women listeners. These are the ones you have to watch watch out for. You know, if you get someone in front of you and who, who holds their hands up and goes, look, I'm not ready for a relationship, or hey, I, yep, I did do that thing, you know, right. and they take responsibility and they're candid about it. You That's know what, the guy least, you want to keep. That's yeah. the guy you, or at least, you know, like I actually, I am friends with pretty much every woman I've ever dated for more than, let's say, six months. And the reason is, I've never done anything scummy. I cheated on a girl once 20 years ago. That's the only time I've ever done anything really wrong to a girl. And it still bothers me to this day that I did that. I'm so much more just honest. And if, I, if I'm if i at a point where I'm like, man, I really want to be with other women now for some reason, then the worst thing you could do is cheat and sneak around. Right. Just be honest because obviously your brain is telling you something. Either you're missing something in the relationship that needs to be addressed or you want to move on. It's one or the other, but cheating doesn't resolve anything. No, cheating is just like a passive aggressive way of trying. It's like a get out clause. Yeah. I think when I've cheated in the past, which I, again, I don't think about, think about fondly and I don't think I would. Uh, you don't lament about it like with putting your toe in the sand no, and smiling? No, I like, <laughs> you know, I kind of think cheating is one of those things like I've literally given up on it, like yeah. not using a coaster and, you know, I see it's just like an immature response because basically, as you said, you've acknowledged that something is up in the relationship. You can't really fully have the, you don't have the courage or the communication skills, the awareness to address it. And so you effectively act out. Right. And it's, it's just not, it's not smart and it's not helpful to anyone. And I think actually that the people that, you know, for men and women trust that, you know, if a woman says to you, look, mate, you know, I'm, I don't see you in that way, but I do like this. And she's upfront right from the start and she actually responds to your messages and is clear awesome woman likewise if a guy is there okay he, he doesn't want the same thing as you that's his choice he's allowed to have that as a choice you know there's no one has to be forced the same thing but if he lays his cards on the table and makes an effort to not mess you around again probably an all right human to right. have in your life the people that you absolutely have to be like regi- the ones that you really want to get rid of the ones that 
sneakily omit information they just leave stuff out they like shadily twist things around or only show you certain aspects of themselves or deliberately mislead or anyone that can't hold their hands up to what they do like that's the person yeah, there's a girl that um, one of my ex-girlfriends that i'm still friends with she was dating a guy for the past i don't know let's say four months five months i don't remember exactly how long and he wouldn't add her on facebook uh-uh. so i said are you fucking crazy like and then she like started a fake profile to watch him i'm like are you you know you're 12 i mean what are you doing here this this guy's telling you all you need to know he's hiding something from you because if you're not friends with him on facebook or instagram and he's and it's one thing if he doesn't have an active social media that's fine but he was very active and he just was doing other things and didn't want her to see and that tells you everything you need to know right and she was rationalizing it somehow well it's his work and he doesn't you're just you're crazy yeah, I think that I like that statement tells you all you need to know. And again, it's like one of those things. Sometimes you don't get a clear answer. You don't have someone sat there in front of you going, hey, I'm not ready for this or I right. don't see you in that way. But something in their behavior is so glaringly obvious that instead of here's, here's what you shouldn't do, waste your time and energy doing stuff like creating fake Facebook profiles. The second you do that stuff, you've got to go. Obviously, there's something in this situation that's making me feel so insecure or so unhappy. Right. A big need here isn't being fulfilled acknowledge it, walk away. Yeah, I have <laughs> the problem it? where I walk away pretty early. If I see, cause I'm, I think also, and I've, I've used this analogy a lot, but when I was a kid, I'd walk into a delicatessen and say, give me a turkey sandwich. And whatever came, I was happy with. And I think that's kind of like when you're 18 and dating people, you're just happy with whoever comes along. A guy's just happy to use his penis. But as you get older, you say, you know what? I want the low sodium turkey. Can you put it on multigrain bread? I like the, the spicy mustard, not the regular. Because you've learned what you like. And you learn what makes you happy. And that's the same truth in a relationship and with someone. When you see flags that are like, okay, I can see that's going to be a problem for me down the road. If someone, let's say someone's racist and you're not racist or someone's religious and you're not religious, whatever it is, I can see that. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a problem down the road. So I tend to move on maybe too early. But I see flags and say, okay, it's probably why I'm still single at this point. (laughs) So, I mean, it's my own worst problem probably. But I just think that having that idea or that mindset to know what you want and if there's not if those people don't have that don't try and force them into your box right right except that they're in their own box and leave them on the way and can i just say i like how our this podcast has gone 360 degrees full circle in that we started with bagels a bagel reference and we've ended with a sandwich metaphor brilliant i want to do purely food-based metaphors all right i can do it you know i was i went to cooking school so we can talk all food metaphors if you want well you know what like i've i always end with asking the same four questions and they're not as sexy as your questions and i think i might i might um might spice them up for next time but uh quickly uh what is the most romantic thing you've ever done for someone or that someone's done for you oh it's so funny my romantic story was so romantic and it got so effed can i say oh it's got so yeah, screwed yeah, right yeah. i was cursing earlier Swear. i don't know why it's my radio mind kicked in so this was when i was in college i think it was a, se- a senior or a junior in college and i was in love with this girl crazy in love and she's like, i think you can never be as intensely in love as you are when you're a kid because right. it's new emotions yes. you know and she was from another college she came to spend the weekend it was gonna be our first time having sex like we've been Whoa. casually dating so I lived in like, you know, a dorm room with four other roommates or five other roommates at the time. And the plan was we left to go to a restaurant. Halfway to the restaurant, I say, oh, shit, I forgot my wallet. We got to go back to the room. While we were gone for those 20 minutes, they converted my dorm room into a restaurant for two. 
We had printed oh. up menus. I had someone playing a violin. I had oh a chef. My God. I did the whole nine yards, right? That's ridiculous. On the way back, we got into a car accident and got rushed to the hospital. Her parents didn't know that she was there. They weren't, forbid us to ever talk to oh each other no. again. Oh, it's like and Romeo and Juliet. The whole, oh, the whole no. thing went awry. And everyone was with, five people were waiting there. My brother was in a suit as the maitre d'. And this is before cell phones, you know. So <laughs> they're all like, where, where the fuck is this guy? I never showed up again. They're all standing there with food and menus. Like, what the fuck? And it was like three hours later when I called from the hospital. Uh, the girl, Stacy, had, had a concussion. And <sighs> it was just a shit show. And I really never, we never dated again. That was the end of it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's like crazy, crazy. I mean, it was getting crazy anyway, like the level of effort involved. I was oh, like, yeah. well, I was like, well done, young Ralph. Yeah. That was, like, that was very impressive. And then like the fluky. That was horrible. And I think, yeah, I think sometimes, so you know what, it's a good example of best laid plans go to waste. Yeah, you know it was what? too like, much anyway. I think it was too much too soon, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? Life intervenes. Like yeah. I miss my, get this. I was meant to be in America three or four days earlier mm-hmm. going to meet somebody in LA who I'd had a minor love affair with mm-hmm. and I missed my flight and it, but it wasn't I didn't like miss it through being an idiot and like being late and drunk and hung over and I literally I got the tr- there was this major lockdown of central London mm-hmm. where the, the police closed the roads wow. my taxi wasn't going anywhere I was like I couldn't have made that flight if, unless I teleported, it was mm-hmm. just impossible. And I'd been on the fence the whole way about, should I go? Because there's this guy in the UK I liked, duh, duh, duh. And in the end, life just went ahead and made made the decision for me. So another little lesson there, I think, sometimes you can stress about what is the right decision to make. And you know what? You're a futile human being. <laughs> <laughs> and something else will massively intervene. Um, one Another question something that you didn't think when you were younger would be possible but has subsequently proved to be true uh are we talking about in my life or technology or what your is this life, a, a, your personal life uh well you know working i grew up loving rock and roll you know i mean i was going to concerts i used to have posters of all these bands that i just in heaven with and then you fast forward 20 years later and i'm like good friends with people that i worshipped you know the fact that like at one point the singer of Whitesnake or the, the, the drummer of Motley Crue would call me and say, dude, I'm in town. You want to go out for a night? I remember thinking, this is crazy. Like If it was mm. 1989 when this happened, I'd be the coolest guy in the world in 2015, 2016. It's kind of funny, but it's just an interesting way that my life changed right. where I literally had posted the guys that I'm friends with now is amazing to me. Right. I had a some funny, some similar thing to that, I suppose, as well. With I said, as aforementioned, crushing on the music, boys. Right. And then, and I also, I was a really, I've genuinely, I talk about this, I was, I was slash am like a dorky girl. You know, I'm like a geeky. You don't have to tell me. Ge- geeky, bookish. I'm looking at that. I've like cut my thumb. This is really me. Um, I'm clumsy as hell. Uh, and in the past, that thought that like, Oh, little Haley from Cornwall, who was there reading a book, could then go and be hanging out with all these rock music mm. people and, you know, going off to Ibiza. And obviously, in the end, I was like, this is rubbish. I'm going to go back to being original book loving Haley. <laughs> but the fact I had those experiences was still like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think I was part of the cool group of people. Then you go, coolness sucks. But I understand that it's funny that sometimes you think that you're a million miles away from something and you can actually do these awesome things. Uh, two more questions. I'm First, excited. Okay. A life hack which is a way of approaching life or just a mindset or a philosophy or Hmm. something. So it could be like, um, if we had Martina in the studio today, she would say, um, who cares? Who cares? That would be her. That would be her. Where is she from, by the way? 
She's in the Czech Republic, okay. but she has lived in Lebanon, Bali, and a bunch of I other places. It could have been my, my, my uh, smooth move. I've been to her country. That might have helped me get in her pants. But, uh. <laughs> smooth move. <laughs> Hashtag smooth move. Yeah, because um, oh, anyway, so let's see. A life hack. It's funny because I have food hacks a lot, but I don't have. Let me think about life hacks. Uh, I would say what I probably said earlier, which is uh, to not always get closure and just let things go, I think yeah. has made the change in my life tremendously. I think I found far more easy way to live by letting things go. There's a story that the day that this happened was I was dating a girl for about five months and it was a very passionate, you know, I slept at her house two or three days a week. She slept at my house two, three days a week. We were having sex all the time, like in restaurants. It was the most intense physical, you know, relationship I've ever had to this day. Nothing like that. And then we went away for a weekend on our way home. She gets a phone call. And she gets very weird and very quiet, and she leaves. I don't hear from her. She's like, I got to go. And then two days later, her husband calls me. Oh, man. Right? And the opening line was, are you fucking my wife? And my answer was, I don't think so. Who's your wife? And he said her name. I was like, oh, well. And you're I like, think, how is that even physically yeah, possible? I didn't know. I was amazed. Like, how did she hide this? I couldn't understand it. And I never got an answer. Because she never called me back. All that happened was him threatening my life, me having to go to the cops. It was a whole shit show. He said, I know your radio show. You're doing a live broadcast next week. I'm going to be there. I'm going to fucking stab you. It was crazy. And I kept trying to call her like, what the fuck? And she wasn't answering the phone. And I was telling my mother. And she said, listen, what is she possibly going to tell you that's going to make anything right? Right. So just let it go. Right. And I stopped calling. And then like six months later, she called me. And she didn't have my number. And it was a change. She called me at work. She knew my work number. And she said, Ralph? Yeah. And it's her I said, oh, my God. She said, I'm divorced now. And I realized that the most fun I ever had in my life, the happiest I ever was, were those five or six months with you. And I want to try and rekindle this. So I said, so you were really happy with me, huh? And she said, yeah. I said, wow, you really fucked up then. And I hung up the phone. And then we've never spoken since until on the last note, she called me a week ago. She had heard my show or something and emailed me and wants to meet up, which is hilarious. So I just think it's a very funny thing how things come full circle. Yeah. And you know, I would say something with this. When it's done, it's done. Yeah. You know, and it's like sometimes if a trust is broken or a bridge is crossed, you know, just like go... It's really upsetting because sometimes you get your trust broken or right. something happens and it's kind of unexpected and suddenly you go from being really intimate and emotionally connected to someone to having to go, ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This person has shown me an aspect of their character. They haven't changed. They've just shown you a different angle to themselves which reveals that you can never really be that intimate with them again. Right. And instead of trying to cling on in there and wrangle it around in your brain, I get like that closure thing, that going... Right, we've crossed that bridge now. And yeah. just going, all right then, we're in a new reality where we're not that close. And that's difficult, but... You're going to hate when I say this right now, but I, whenever I start dating a girl, I date them with the thought that this could be the girl for me. I'm, an, I'm looking to get married. I'd love to have kids. And then something happens and I'll either like move on or I'll say like, all right, well, this is just going to be for sex then because this girl's, you know, this girl's not for me. And I'll make it clear that we're just going to be casual, but it's always they cross a line where I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be that girl. You know what I mean? And it just changes everything well, there's nothing hateful about that okay, well just the fact I'm looking at a girl sexually and objectly well sexually. you know she, she could be looking at you sexually and objectly eh, as, well. as long as you don't say object and as long yeah. as you're upfront about it let's I'm hope Martina gonna... feels that way <laughs> <laughs> um, final question love sort of I don't know if you want to double up on this one it's a love hack so a way of approaching love and sex and dating maybe it's something to do with being do you st- maybe it's about you being so candid and truthful I will say this, this is a big one for me is that 
I think so many more men could get what they want just by asking. It amazes me how many times that has worked for me. Right. Just by saying, hey, you know what I'd really like if you did A, B, or C? And if you do it in a playful way, you know, one of the most successful, and I, I wrote an article about this on Social Underground, I call, I call them my Hail Marys. Like when things are just not going the right way and you just want to try and bring, you know, bring, it back, bring it back in. This text message has worked for me maybe 20 times in my life, which is texting a girl that maybe there hasn't been a great connection with for whatever reason, but you're very attracted to them. <clears throat> I text, what do you say tonight? We go out and get really drunk and whatever happens, we could blame on the alcohol with a smiley face. The amount of times that that's worked because the girl maybe just got broken up with her boyfriend, just got fired. Knows that she she acknowledges herself that she doesn't have that level of connection right. to you, no, no, but there's no, a physical exactly. attraction. You're opening it up to that. You know, there's so many, and so many times I've gotten back, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go out. And then I end up sleeping with that girl. And it just came from basically just asking in a cute way. Right. And here's what I would say to the women that are listening to this. Same goes for you. Yeah. You know what? If you have, because you know what, if you have the, this is what's happening. If you put your needs, wants, worldview first and you stay consistent and true to that and you communicate it in a way which isn't forceful or pressurizing towards the other person, it's just playful and tables the option, you'd be surprised how many times people actually listen to you and respond positively. Right. And being upfront and honest, I think, is the thing that's missing in so much communication, whether it's male, female, female, whatever your uh, dynamic is. Just be honest. Just tell people what you want. You'd be amazed how much that will actually work for you. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. So look at this. I've gone from hate to love, hate to no one to love. But you know, now I we're think, dating. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> As I say, I do. I do for what everything that I have to say. I like everything that you said on this whole podcast. Wow, you should listen to uh, us on Chuck Nice's podcast because we really didn't agree on Nice advice. <laughs> and I think on your show and my show night, got very heated. I really got heated. But in a front, I like that. If you are bringing your uh perspective intelligently i love not agreeing i think that's fine you're not if everyone agreed it would be such a boring world yeah i have to say you have to everyone's watching this you have to watch that show if you want to see me i wouldn't say get angry but i i couldn't oh, can, um your uh, your girlfriend miss uh, skirt club definitely genevieve definitely got angry i i think i got assertive because i can like i can stand my ground you got assertive she got angry because she started saying just things to be like malicious as opposed to saying things to express your point you know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. To sell, not that she said this, but if you argue with someone and then the person says, well, you're fat and ugly, that is not bringing anything to the point. You're just trying to attack. <laughs> but you were bringing up points, maybe in an assertive way, but you were still bringing up points. Oh, well, thank you. I hope this is, if you're watching this, you got to watch this. See a different <laughs> aspect to me. Uh, where can they find that show and your show generally? Well, me everywhere on anything social media, it's at I am Ralph Sutton. So whether it's I am Ralph Sutton.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. It's I am Ralph Sutton. I believe in uniformity, which you do not have. I know. It's really annoying. Well, I've got Hayley Quinn on Twitter, which I've had for ages. And then on Instagram, I joined the party a bit late and got at Hayley Quinn X. And, right. you know, and, your, Hayley- and your YouTube is Hayley Quinn XX or something. Right. You need because to find of- symmetry, woman. I'm trying, well, you know, maybe I'm one of these asymmetrical people. And you know what I have to say with the person who's got Instagram, and I say this on like every podcast, Hayley Davis with your private <laughs> account and your 200 followers. Did she not accept your friendship? No, I've been trying to friend her. So I, I, I'd, I'd give her some money or something. If I, could do it. I, just, I would really like that Instagram handle. That's and it's like, great. I plead, That's I plead for I'm sure it. if you offered her some cash, she'd do it. I know, it, but she right? won't even let me follow that her. That is hilarious. She won't even I love let that. me follow her. I have a guy that's... T- I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to try again right now. I used to have Ralph Sutton dot com 
And then this produ- like music producer in like Iowa that it was it was uh, available for like three days and he took it. So that's why I made everything at I am Ralph Sutton. The SDR show you could find everywhere also at the SDR show. So whether it's uh, the SDR show.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the SDR show. And then you could find the SDR show on anywhere you consume social. Um, sorry, consume podcasts. That's hilarious. Try and follow again. <laughs> I have. I'm, I'm going to follow again. Uh, I'm going to try and follow again. So this is to be noted, people. I'm now trying to follow at Haley Quinn on Instagram. Well, we're videoing this too, so you can show it. For the third, for the yeah. third time. That's hilarious. To say, please, please. And I, 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 Why don't I'm you try and find her on Facebook and I've send a message? I've got a really common name though. Oh, that's so true. It's like but I'm it's... sure you could figure it out. Also, by the way, the thing that just happened to our show that I'm very happy about, yeah. the SDR show, is 1,000 podcasts were handpicked from Spotify to be in Spotify. And we were picked as one of the 1,000 and it just started. So they don't, it's not hard, it's hard to find, like they don't have a podcasting section, but if you use Spotify, which almost everyone does these days, you could just type in the SDR show and we'll come up and one of only 1,000 podcasts. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. I like that. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to one of my podcasts, whether it's Attraction HQ or Love HQ, because I'm doubling this episode up because it's been powerful and good and awesome. You know, I, this is my sympathy thing, mini violin. Uh, I do this for free. So you know what? If you like it, if you like my message about dating love and you think the advice is actually pretty all right and not complete rubbish and junk, which most dating advice is that plays on your fears and teaches you to be a, like a needy, weedy person. Instead, if you think what we've said is sensible and good, you have to subscribe. You have to share. You can also find me on, let me think, let me say, I said on Twitter at Hayley Quinn. On Instagram as Haley Quinn X, unless I win this recent lobbying thing, <laughs> and then on YouTube as Haley Quinn XX. So there's always an X in there somewhere. But at least on your HaleyQuinn.com, I, I imagine you had the links to everything, right? I do, I do have the links to everything, and I have to say, if you are a lady and would like to hear more about my approach, as you can see, it's a bit more kick-ass than most of that. Get the guy dating advice that's out there. I name no names. Um, you can head to HaleyQuinn.com forward slash real love and I've got some awesome videos on there and for the guys if you go to HaleyQuinn.com forward slash her mind I'm going to be giving you an insight into the female psychology and actually some tips on how to handle things like the scenario you mentioned earlier which is she doesn't get back to you or she cancels on your message you know helpful life strategies very simple send a dick pic she'll respond immediately <laughs> as I said they're not photogenic Ralph they're not photogenic <laughs> I'm a big, I, the last thing I would say I had to spend three months talking one of my friends out of doing that because he would always send them after one date I'm like, oh, dude, no, no girl no. wants to see this. Stop no, it. No, 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 they don't. Yeah, that's our last piece of advice. That could be our love and life hack. Don't send dick pics. Ever. Ever. Unless you're just looking to pick up other dudes. Right. Also, well, on that bombshell, I'll end the podcast. And thank <laughs> you again so much for having me. Well, for having me. Woohoo. Thanks. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HaleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HaleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain on HaleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me. Please reach out. And thank you again for your support. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 